All right. Coming at you with the Fucking Brave podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about bodies. So if you have any kind of severe body image issues, body dysphoria, just come at this with a little bit of caution. Um, I would really love to not trigger anyone tonight, but we will be talking about how we feel about our bodies and what we do to move through those feelings. Mm -hmm. Before we get started, what are you drinking tonight? I have a delightful Chilean rosé that I bought at Whole Foods because it was the most reasonably priced rosé. No regrets. (laughs) And I'm drinking a cosmopolitan that i uh i guess shook right technically i shook it yeah you made a cocktail but i shook it so i could take the ice out so it's not clinking (laughs) (laughs) michaela do you like your body Uh, most of the time tell me more i like the things that my body does i like the things that i'm capable of doing but when I look at the mirror, I don't always think like, damn, that's a sexy body. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What about you? I think academically, I like my body. Like if someone was like, do you like your body? I could be like, I do. Because that's what you're supposed to say? Not even so much because that's what I'm supposed to say, but I think it's because I'm trying to rewire my neural pathways. Right. Um, and I recognize that it is the most beneficial thing for me to like my body and I can't trade it in and trying to control it or put it in a box has gotten me absolutely nowhere and relatively unhappy. So I can rationalize that I like it, but no, not particularly. I've had a lot of body changes in the last ever since I was born. Do you want to elaborate a little bit for everybody listening? Yeah. So I, I've never, I've never felt like I was the right size. doesn't matter what age, stage of life, whatever I was. I always wanted to be small and I'm not very tall, but I'm somewhere between five, three and five, four. And in the world of that I live in with you, Michaela, who are very short. I feel tall, which to me isn't petite or feminine. I feel a bit like a little bit of a behemoth. Oh, that's curious. So you have sort of a, well, um, do, do you, ha- I should ask this as a question. Um, so do you have a desire to be small? Oh, absolutely. That- and I think that that's why I had disordered eating for so many years because I managed to make myself small by reducing my mass if I couldn't reduce my height. Mm. Do you have any guesses on where that comes from? All of the girls when I was younger always got praised for being little. Height-wise? Yeah, like, oh, they're so cute, mm. you know? And Is that and, because you grew up in Spain? No, I, a lot of that stems from, I think, uh, in the U.S., Interesting, because like I feel like you're school. relatively small for a female here. Yeah, but I feel I feel big, and especially now that I weigh more, I feel really big. Hmm. 
but it's curious. Yeah, just as somebody who like takes up more space in this world. And then, you know, I was pregnant and I went all the way up to 165 pounds when I was pregnant with Lincoln. Yeah, but you grew a baby. I grew a baby. And then when I was postpartum, I lost all of the weight. And then I was too skinny and people would tell me things like, do you ever eat and you should have a hamburger? So then I was the wrong size on the opposite end of the spectrum. Do you want to talk a little bit more about how that felt to be on the other end? Um, It felt good because there definitely was praise for being thin. Do you feel like you had succeeded in, be- in becoming small? No, because the number was never low enough. Interesting. Did yeah. you have a number that you were like aiming for? Honestly, and I'm going to confess this, I wanted to be underweight on the BMI scale. Interesting. So it had more to do with BMI. Yeah. Which is a sort of a... It's skewed. Skewed so calculation. Yeah. But I, I just... I My goal was to be underweight. Hmm. Which is all sorts of, like, messed up. And then I've, like, clawed my way back out of that. And part of that process was I stopped weighing myself about four and a half, maybe five years ago now. Maybe four... Yeah, four and a half. And I don't know what I weigh anymore. I probably weigh the most that I ever have in my adult life, which is fine. And it's not. Like, I don't necessarily love the shape of my body, but... I do, just for the record. Yeah, and we have to talk about that. (laughs) But I don't get sick very often. I can do all of the activities that I want to do. Although we haven't hiked for so long that if I had to haul my behind up a trail it would probably be a little bit of huffing and puffing but probably for you too right now yeah what about you you're small and that's always been a bit of your personality I guess almost yeah I think I always oh I think for me around my body it has almost less to do with its size And more to do with its features, (laughs) if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I I am small. I'm five foot, half an inch on a good day. (laughs) And I've never been skinny. I I just, I have, like, stocky, like, bones. Like, I'm just stocky. And I've always been stocky. Even when I was skinny, I I look back at pictures of me in high school, and I'm like, damn, like, I was skinny, but I never felt skinny. Right, like I always felt more stocky than my friends, and I always felt like I was trying to be more traditionally beautiful, right? Mm. I feel like a lot of us might have that experience, but I felt like I was sort of not as cool as the cool girls, partly because I wasn't as traditionally beautiful as the cool girls. Yeah. Right, and so I tried to do a lot of things like wearing makeup and doing my hair a certain way and trying to behave a certain way to sort of make up for this, what I thought of as a lack of beauty, really. And I think it's funny because I am small and in a lot of ways I wanted to be bigger. Like my friends who were cool and popular were actually my friends that were a little bit bigger. Mm. And so I think, yeah, I definitely think for me, it's funny, it's almost the opposite, which is why I thought it was so curious that you were like, I wanted to be smaller Yeah. Well, and I've always, I've had the experience, which differs from yours, of 
being considered pretty. Mm-hmm. I've you've been traditionally yeah. I've always been considered pretty, regardless of my size, which is interesting because I wanted to be smaller, but I was always considered. Yeah, and what I think is interesting about that is like, I mean, I'm obviously very gay, and I think that that had sort of an underlying influence. But I was I was a tomboy, and I wanted to be a tomboy. I I never was willing to give up that piece of me in order to be pretty. So I tried to like, <laughs> we, we have a we have a saying in the construction world when people do a remodel that you put makeup on a pig. You know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what it felt like where I was just trying to like cover up the outside mm-hmm. to to then still be able to like be the tomboy on the inside. And obviously none of that worked out very well for me. So Yeah. Yeah, and I would say that one of the things that I have had the distinct privilege of that has really transformed the way that I feel about my body, not, not in, I mean, not to sense that, like, everything's easy, because it's certainly not, but is um, having the opportunity to love you. So if I look at my belly and I say, it's a little pudgy, eh, and then I look at your belly and it's a little pudgy and I'm like, oh, I love your belly. Like that doesn't, that doesn't add up. Like that's not consistent. Yeah. Like how can you love my belly if you don't love your belly? Right. But your belly is beautiful. It's delicious. <laughs> and your chunky thighs, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I have found space to like love and appreciate my belly and my thighs that are newer to me. They're something that I've only had in the last couple of years part of it is hiding and musk muscle like part of it is muscles part of it is noodles <laughs> you know sorry that was funny <laughs> yeah you just said that so nonchalant. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it just is and i like noodles and i like kiting and so this is the body that i get mm-hmm. um and i'm not willing to give up either of those things to be a differently shaped body. I think as far as my body shape goes, something that's really interesting to me is that I I was very fit because of my lifestyle pretty much up until college. You know, I just played a lot of sports. I was a figure skater for a long time and a soccer player. And, you know, in high school, you're doing daily doubles and you have practice, you know, two, three times a week and games on the weekends and just, you know, all, all of these places where I was very physically active just in my day to day. And then fast forward to college, I sort of just like rode that wave. And I definitely gained weight in college. You know, I look at my picture of my graduation from my outdoor program and that's probably like the heaviest I've ever been, which is interesting because through college I did the outdoor program. So I was mountaineering, mountaineering. I was skiing. I was doing all these things, but I was also spending a lot of time sitting and studying. And and I think part of it, too, is like your metabolism starts to speed up as you get older and it's just like slow down or sorry, slow down. That's what I meant. <laughs> sorry. Your metabolism slows down. And, and I think also like I, I went from being like uber extremely active to like just decently active and and that just that shift you know when my body's used to operating at a certain speed that shift to being less active 
takes the toll over time. But I don't think it should be considered a toll. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean it that way. I, I just, I guess our bodies change. They're That's not static, right? And so my body changed over time because it was used to operating at a certain level and, and didn't operate there anymore. And what's interesting is that in the moment, I never really felt ashamed of how I looked. Like I never thought, I never looked at myself and went, oh, you're fat, right? Like I always was proud that I could still do these physical feats, which I think is interesting that my body gained weight and and size a little bit, but I still was able to do the things that I wanted to do. And I think that that's what has always been really important to me. Yeah. And I think that for you, you have that marker of like, can I still do the things that I want to do? Great. Fine. Who cares? Yeah. I have a little bit more capacity for my body ebbing and flowing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really raised with the the culture and the family of the bodies are meant to be static. They're meant to like you hit this ideal when you're what? 18. I was going to say what? Probably 15. Yeah. You know, and then that's what you're supposed to look like. Svelte with like boobs and hips and that's it. And that's not, that's not reality. Like bodies aren't static. Bodies change. They change over the course of a day. They change over the course of a month and a cycle. They change over the seasons. Um, and then they, they change over the years. And, and for women, they also change very drastically during, um, puberty, pregnancy and menopause hormonally, you know, that you just, you, you can't control and shouldn't control. And I think in a lot of ways embrace. And so I think that's one of the things that I'm trying to do right now. I do sit a lot right now because I work a lot, but I also try and get out and kite as much as I can. And you and I have been doing workouts where we feel strong and I've just kind of accepted that that's a little bit where I'm at. I'm just going to be a little bit more padded right now. Or no, I haven't accepted it. I'm actively working <laughs> on accepting every single day that that's where I'm at. Let me tell you, I am so grateful that high-waisted pants are in style. Because <laughs> I like put on my yoga pants and I like heft it over my belly. And everything just feels kind of like snug and hugged. And then, and then I'm like, that really helps me. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. I'm a little pudge. <laughs> kind of on on that same path how how what do you do when you're feeling like you're not happy with your body well and I live in I have anxiety so I live in my head and my thoughts spin well and and so when that happens I I have these methods is it okay if we bring up that you've also had an eating disorder in Mm -hmm. the past yeah I have had an eating disorder if you haven't read the fucking brave blog. There's not that many posts on there. There's one on bodies. I detail pretty extensively my experience with an eating disorder. And I was very good at it. And so I can't go back into the space of controlling food. It's just, it's not, it's not good for me. So I do a lot of other things to help me stop spinning and feeling like I want to crawl out of my skin. The high-waisted pants, soft clothes, usually just changing my clothes, period, will often help. Taking a shower, eating some vegetables, (laughs) 
Um, or exercising. Like kiting is very regulating for me. Swimming. There was a period of time where there wasn't wind and you were gone in Oregon. And Lincoln and I went to the beach a lot just because there wasn't kiting. There wasn't a whole lot of other physical activities. So just getting in the water helped me self-regulate. And you struggle with it too. You get very uncomfortable in your body. You sit in this place of, what is it? Two things. I'm either, I'm either fat or I'm sore. And there's nothing in between. Because <laughs> if you're not sore, then you're you, fat. You tell yourself you're lazy and you're fat. Yeah, and you're and not why working am I not hard working enough. out? And yeah, that's healthy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I guess like on my end, I also have like sort of coupled on top of this like this drive to be a professional athlete. So. You need your body to do things. Right. And I see it as my job to keep my body functioning at a certain level. And so for me, I try, you know, when there's not kiting, I guess, is kind of when I fall into these slumps, when there's not really wind. And it's hard. It's hard to motivate myself to go for a run. It's hard to motivate myself to do a workout. And and a lot of times, too, I'm coming off of a long stretch of kiting, so I need to rest for a few days. But then that few days turns into four days, and all of a sudden I'm rattling it around in my head going I'm not fit anymore <laughs> and because you definitely lose all of your fitness over the course of four days it's not rational but it is my body no, I'm, I'm yeah and so one of the things that I really try hard to do is just do something I've I you know I I read one time it was actually around diet culture but that you know a lot of people say that they're gonna like do this diet and they're gonna like start this diet but then if they miss a day they're like, well, I've screwed it all up, so then they just quit. And so I've tried really hard to operate under this idea that every day is a new day, and each day we get a new opportunity to do a little bit better. And so, you know, sure, maybe I went four days and I didn't do anything and I'm feeling crummy and I am not in a place where I can get up and just go for a six-mile run off the couch, right? So I just do a little thing. I just start somewhere, right? And it's not a starting point or an ending point. It's just something that I can do that day. And I often will do a five-minute workout using, you know, I like to use the app Aptive. Um, or I'll go for a run and just go until I'm done um, and have very low expectations. Or, you know, I'll go for a swim or just something small or a walk. I'll, t- I'll go on a walk with, with Kimmy, um, you know, and, and so... Just doing something small feels like I got a start. Not not and not a start with an end, right? But just like I did something and that often will kick me into a cycle of doing more. Yeah. And that's what really helps you self-regulate at the end of the day is are you are you moving your body enough to achieve your professional goals, which is like its own whole pile yeah. of It's hard when your body is also your your job yeah I mean a lot of my jobs too are pertaining to my physical fitness yeah I think about kite instructing surf instructing rigging construction I mean all of these require you to be at a certain level of fitness yeah absolutely that's definitely complicated one one of the things that I I want to mention for me personally as I've gotten older and as I've gotten more comfortable in my body and in my skin and And this isn't, you know, I feel like we've talked a lot about weight 
and and body shape. Yeah. But I think that there's other things that go into bodies that maybe you haven't had to grapple mm-hmm. with as much. Um, the two that I would love to touch on briefly is for one is is acne. Um, that's something that I've really struggled with ever since I was a teenager. Still struggle with. Still struggle with as an adult. And the other one actually is around this idea of like masculine and feminineness. Because I think I tried so for so long to not be a tomboy, to not embrace this like more masculine side of myself that I, I like shoved it down. And I'll, I'll even tell you every once in a while, like, oh, I feel like I'm really in my feminine today. Or I'll be like, oh, I kind of want to look a little, like, you know, androgynous tonight yeah. for dinner, right? And so I, I definitely have these, like, I guess different waves of of feeling certain ways. And I've learned mm-hmm. a little bit more to start embracing that more masculine side of myself. Mm-hmm. And it's been hard. It's still hard. I still will get dressed and be like, damn, I feel like I look good. And I'll be in something a little bit more masculine and I'll kind of have to, like, have a conversation with myself that that's okay. think about that shirt that we found at Macy's that you looked so good in. Yeah, it was like a button-up. It was an Aloha shirt. Yeah. And it was in... The boy, the little boys section. It was. It was a kid's extra large, wasn't it? A little boy's extra large, and you looked so good in it, and you looked so comfortable in it, and you couldn't talk yourself into buying it because you're like, "Oh, I look so gay," or "I look so masculine," and it just was you to a T. But you and I felt good, genuinely, like yeah. inside, you know, like. But you couldn't bring yourself to. You don't own anything like that. Mm-mm. That's, I'm sorry that that's part of your story. It just is, you know. I think we each have our things, and I guess that's what I'm trying to get at, is that struggling with your body may not always be struggling with your body in a weight sense or right. in a size sense. Well, that, and what, how do you fit into the culture sense? Like, Yeah. And, yeah. And, and thankfully, I'm hoping based on what I see on TikTok, that Gen Z is really starting to turn that on its head. Like, they seem to care a whole lot less about what people look like and what their pronouns are and what their gender is. Mm -hmm. Um, But that doesn't mean that that doesn't make it any easier for you. And the acne, I know, has been really hard. Yeah. And it, I don't, I'm sorry. Well, and the acne is an interesting one for me personally because it it was pretty bad until... We made took our trip down to Mexico, and I didn't eat any sugar on the way down because there's just not a whole lot of sugar in the foods that were available, and my acne totally cleared up. And so I'm lucky enough that I figured out one of the triggers for me is, like, processed sugars. And so I get to make that choice now. Like, do I want to eat the cake and the ice cream and the, you know, all these things that add up, and then all of a sudden I look like I'm a teenager again acne all over and it's not like it's not like a little pimple acne it's like deep cystic acne that hurts yeah it's painful like it feels uncomfortable yeah it's uncomfortable it hurts it's it's deep and you know so I've gotten better about opting out of sugar but that's hard like I have to make the conscious choice that to not eat sugar just because it then leads to acne and some of it's hormonal acne too that I struggle with Mm-hmm. But I, I would say a, a larger portion that I'm actually in control of is is a 
Have you felt a lot of shame around your acne? Oh, definitely. I mean, I think that's one of the things where I made the comment earlier about I look in the mirror and I don't see somebody who's sexy, right? Like, I have acne and that's like part of my body that I... That if I could get rid of my acne, I feel like I would look tenfold better, right? I don't ever see your acne. Yeah, but that's not what, like, when I look in the mirror, that's what I see. That's what you see. You know? Absolutely. And so when we talk about liking our bodies, like, that's where I'm like, I like what my body can do. I like what my body is capable of, but I don't necessarily like my body in the sense of, like, how it looks. What reflects back in the mirror. Yeah. I wonder how many people, particularly women, are able to look in the mirror and be like, hell yeah. And how do we get there? Maybe that's a question for our therapist. <laughs> but if you have any tips on how you get there or you are there, we would love to hear about it because currently my like 11 a.m. routine is to wash my face because that can kind of bring me down a little bit from being like, you're a lazy slob that sits on the couch and works too much. <laughs> Yeah, and I would say for me, it's just doing the next physical thing. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, I guess, if listeners, if you have anything to add as to what you do to help feel good and comfortable in the skin sack that you have been afforded to walk around this earth on, we would love to hear any tips, tricks, and advice. And I would say if, if you've made it through this whole podcast, like, that in and of itself is brave. Yeah. And We're, talking about bodies is brave. Yeah, 100%. So keep on being brave. And I just want to give a shout out to all our male listeners because I know you guys struggle with a lot of the same things oh, too. absolutely. And in ways that we can't even comprehend. Yeah, we're, we, we're not in that skin, but I know that you guys have your own struggles around what you should and shouldn't look like as far as society is concerned so yeah yeah stay wild my loves that's my line oh you never say it you always say it for you we got we gotta sort this out okay (laughs) stay wild and fucking brave good job